What's up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD Podcast. (laughs) Period. Test, test. There we go. Test, test. Okay, there we go. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Jesus. That was wild. It was gaslighting me. You've been gaslighting me for the last week, so. How? Uh, talking about this damn wig. <laughs> I wasn't gaslighting you. I was complaining because who else I'm going to complain to besides the person the that. Complaining owned. turned into gas fuel. <laughs> <laughs> I called somebody a gaslighter today and I did not lie. Anyway. Hey, y'all, welcome to another episode of OD Podcast. Man, let me tell you something about this Atlanta, Georgia heat, the Georgia heat. Can't even say Atlanta. The way I melt, the way I stick to the air, ask me mm. how that works. Don't know. Let me tell y'all something how is it was 90, what, 91 degrees today, and it felt like, oh, 98 today, and it felt like 104. That's what they said. Then it's going to be 99 on Wednesday. Then it rained today and it's going to rain tomorrow. Y'all think it's going to make it cooler? Absolutely not. Let me tell you something about global warming. It's real. It's happening. The air quality yeah. get worse and worse. As them glaciers get smaller and smaller, we're going to be out here gasping. It is June. Now, June is known to be a warm month. But, baby, we ain't even had the 4th of July. We ain't even yeah. had the 4th of July. But you July about the weather? Why it's so hot? I, and and like, it's cold in L.A. That's crazy. But you know what? California got water. At least y'all got ocean. But best believe with global warming, the water gonna get higher and higher. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna stay cool over there because everybody gonna be up under that water. Oh my God. But I don't like this weather. I'm sorry. I like I like being hot, but I don't like being sweltering. Shout out to Mr. Worthy, learned that word in eighth grade. It's so sticky. Like usually when I take Hazel out for her morning walk, it's like, you know, cool, baby. I high five eighty six. As soon as I open the door, I can feel the threshold. You know how when it's it's raining somewhere and it's raining on one side of the street and it's down the other. That's how the heat in my house is. When I step out, my glasses fog out as I, if I peep the head out the door. Oh yeah, um, last summer my glasses was doing that. I was so annoyed. Yes, I don't like this. I'm sorry, and my baby, my dog deserves good walks. And you think she's getting in this weather? Absolutely not. We're gonna run around the house. I had to talk to my nap, my downstairs neighbor. Look now. My glass used to fog up from getting out the car. Like the air conditioner in my car, I would get out with fog up. It yeah, mine something. do that too. Not to mention these darn masks, but which I'm probably the only person in Georgia still wearing one of them too. But I'm okay with that because um, it spared me, baby. Um, I definitely have to wear them for work. And then at first, I ain't gonna lie, I was like finally happy about the um the no mask mandate for planes, but. Airplanes stink, and nah. I didn't know that until now. Like I ain't realized nah, you, was being, you was being blessed with the mask. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I'm gonna wear a mask till I'm 99 in the behind. Okay. Like I smelled somebody breath behind me, bro. Like yeah. it was. Ugh. Yeah, no, thank you. And then no, I'm, I'm, I, you know, the only, the only reason why I'm okay with the testing thing. Oh wait, backtrack. So I'm not okay with them lowering, lessening the mask mandate, but I do understand, I guess. But I am a little happy about them not requiring the testing to re-enter the United States, only because I have traveled internationally and I do not want to be stuck in another country. On top of that, 
those countries, some countries were not even requiring us to test to come to them. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't think it's okay. I am grateful solely for selfish reasons, but in the grand scheme, I don't think it's right. But what can I do about it? Nothing. But I can be grateful that, God forbid, I get sick while traveling, I can come home and quarantine in my home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully I don't, you know, spread it to anybody else. But, you know, at this point with COVID, it's just like, all right, y'all, move on. Not and I don't want I don't want that to be the case, but we wasn't able to have a successful um safety adoption early on. We definitely don't get it now because people over it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm with me on. and my man, me as far as me and my mask, we're gonna wear it and we're gonna get boosters. Hello, somebody. <laughs> All right, so let's move to the episode. Who you got for black business of the week? So I have a um person of color for the week. Okay, pop. Um, you know, in corporate America, they use POC a lot, but they be talking about person of contact. <laughs> so I have a friend. Um, she is from Atlanta. Her name is Noor. Um, I think Noor is. I think she's talking. She's from. She's her. She's from Pakistan, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I could be wrong, but she's I, not I'm, black. No, she's a person okay, of color. Confirming you did. You did choose your words wisely. Ain't no wrong with that. Um, so recently Noor had a situation. So there's a huge makeup brand. Noor is also a makeup artist, but she has a line of like, um, makeup and skincare products. Is this Noor Face? I think I've seen this before. Yeah. So Noor Face. Um, Noor recently had a situation where a bigger brand, like always, stole her content and started selling it inside of Sephora. So... They literally stole her logo. They stole her name. Um, they stole the font from her brand. Everything. So the brand is Natasha Denona. The, Natasha Denona is known for like very um, high fashion beauty makeup. Like that's her style. It's very like skin like products with um, whatever. I'm not here to promote her brand. <laughs> but they they definitely stole her concept uh, for skin glass. And so um, me being the friend that I am, I just decided to highlight her. Um, what I do appreciate is that people were coming together to support her and they were reposting, like even like, I mean, major, major, major artists, even the makeup artists who work for the brand of Natasha Denona posted it. And we're just saying how oh, it's wow. not right. Y'all need to pull the product from the store. Um, shout out to Molly Magic. Molly Magic is really for the people. Like, she is really an inspiration for me. She's a makeup artist um, for a lot of companies. And she helps create uh, products for people of color. Like, she is my girl. But anywho, uh, Molly Magic actually works with Natasha Denona, like, for her ads and stuff. And she made a post and... Um, she ended up buying everything from her website that day. She was like, we're just going to sell her out. So she sold out at the moment because everybody went and literally got my girl sold out. But she sells a lot of different things that I feel like people can use. I personally use two of her products. She has a skin glass mist and she also has um, a skin glass moisturizer, which I use both. Um, what I like about her moisturizer and the problem that I have with other moisturizers is it's so emollient and so greasy that it gets into my eyes, like during the day, like as I wear it, that's the same thing that happens with me with, uh, sunscreen, but hers don't do that. I love the way it feels. It's all natural products. Everything is handmade by her. 
the packaging is everything. Um, yeah, so if you get a chance, uh, hopefully she'll restock soon, but check her out. Her her personal Instagram is Norfaith, N-O-O-R-F-A-C-E. And then her product line is Skin Glass Beauty on Instagram. Amen. I really hate to hear about that happening to people. I try to tell people if you have a, if you, and this is not, this has nothing to do with her in particular, but I saw the same thing happening with Kim K, um, Lori Harvey and another black owned um, creator. I'm so sorry. I don't recall her name, but I know it's all related to this SKKN um, brand. But y'all, if you have an idea, especially if you're looking to take it seriously, even if you're not looking to take it seriously, please protect it, protect your logo, protect your name, get the domain for it. I mean, literally it takes 15 seconds to start a trademark um, application. It takes 15 seconds. It takes two seconds to secure a domain. Like it's extremely easy, especially for a domain, like a website is what, I, what a domain is. It's very cheap. You can get one for sometimes a penny, but you know, do whatever you can to prove ownership of your product. Cause you could, you could have been using that name for 30 years and so, and it wasn't trademarked. Somebody can come in and trademark that name and now you got to change your name. She told me she did though. She said she trademarked it and then copyrighted it, everything. So she's, hopefully she has a um, fair lawsuit because I'm, yeah, you know, absolutely. it gets really tricky sometimes, but. It's really um, crazy that people I think that they can the- just steal from creators like that. Like why do you, First of all, to me, whenever I have an idea, because I be I buy domains for nothing all the time. When I have an idea, I automatically think to research. I automatically do a PTO search, a, a trade, a trademark search. I always do a domain search to see if somebody already got it. And if they don't, I go ahead and secure it. And if they do, I just change the name. Like it's just not it's just that simple. It takes if little old me can do it, these people with all this access and these big brands can do the same thing, if not more. No, seriously, yeah, no. It's really sick for real. And then people um, do things like, you know, if they notice that you don't have it, they'll buy it and then sell it to you. Like, people are shysty like that. That's a, There's a whole industry behind selling people's brands back to them. It's really sick. Yeah. I'm happy she had her stuff taken care of, and I hope she can sue the bricks and the face off that brand. Yeah, I sent you the brand. I sent you um, the one um, that copied, like, literally... That's Did she ever she respond said. to copying her? Did she say anything? Yeah, she she responded. She made a post, um, and she was just like saying, "Oh, it just was a coincidence," and da 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 da. But they were trying to get her to pull the product. Um, that was the whole thing. They're like, you need to pull it and rename it or something. You know, it doesn't need to have the same font as her. Like, why is it so similar? You know. And this um, will happen when everybody goes to the same spot for their logos too. No shade. You gotta be a little creative. Not yeah. not your friend, but I'm just saying in general, I see this a lot too. Cause you know, Canva is a good resource for making logos, but people will take a template from Canva, don't even modify it, and then boom, that's their logo. Now everybody got the same logo. Yeah. Um what's um I got my logo from Fiverr. Fiverr is like the oh, yeah, best I that too. For logo. For yeah, but shoot, even the people that do services on Fiverr could be using those. You know, at the end of the day, you can only do what you have the capacity to do. And I'm just glad that she had herself protected in a situation like this. Because that's, imagine. It's, it's really unfortunate. Like, she was really hurt. Because when, when I tell you Nora built this up from the ground up, like I've literally watched her. Nora is an old Mac artist. So I've watched her go from Mac to freelance artist to product developer. You know what I'm saying? Like she mm-hmm. she made this in her kitchen, and now it's to a point where it's worldwide. Like her stuff has been on so many different movies and magazines. Like it's crazy. So it's oh not. Like, it's it's still a small brand, but it's not that small. Like it, people know about it. 
Yeah. Like a that, lot of people know about it. So immediately immediately like when um Natasha Denona ended up posting that, you know, she has a product called Skin Glass coming out and it's literally the same product. This is her first product that she created for the brand. And you just stole it. Ain't enough coincidences in the world, anyhow. You know? Thank God for social media. And for, for sure. this aspect. All for right. Sure. Let's get into tweets from the streets. Okay, so um Santana. <laughs> Santana, uh, so Santana got called out about stuff. So, so first of all, he released a snippet of a song. I don't know if the actual song is released yet, but it sampled a song that people think that he sampled from Beyonce, but in reality, him and Beyonce sampled somebody else's song. And so because we more more commonly know Beyonce's song, people hear his song and think of Beyonce. And because of this, this has led to people searching Beyonce and Northwest and all the affiliates name on his Twitter and bringing up old tweets that he said um, not that long ago, truth be told, 2014. So long story short, he was talking about, he called Beyonce dry looking. He was comparing Blue Ivy to Northwest, talking about her hair. I mean, really, uh, you know, Really unnecessary stuff, but I will say I definitely remember when Blue Ivy was a little kid and a lot of y'all was talking about that baby hair. A lot of y'all. Talking about that baby hair, talking about how nappy it looked to you and how, you know what I'm saying, it was really out of line for a kid. Um, I don't give Santana a pass because he was 21. 21 is grown, especially in the um, social media age. On top of that, after you see your two homegirls get dragged for what they said, how in the world you thought you was exempt? Yeah. Also, he uh, went and called out about it, called out about it. He pretty much was like, I said what I said, and I said it again behind closed doors. That's pretty much what I got from it. And um, on top of that, I read, he just said that he doesn't understand why everybody is like press, pressing him for an apology when he didn't say anything to offend them. He said it to Beyonce, so he feel or about her. So he feels as if if anybody that he needs to apologize to, it would be her or Blue Ivy, which I think is true. I think that's the gist of what he said, but I feel like the way he said it was still kind of out of line. I agree. You definitely, it's Beyonce them that you definitely owe the apology to. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like when, I don't know. I Everybody got dirty tweets. I had a whole page full of them. I got rid of that thing. But I think that um, people need to be cognizant. I don't bit my tongue trying to say cognizant of that when they, you know, are pursuing a public career or things that will put them in the face of a lot of people because people he know he know doggone well Twitter is not fair to nobody and I'm pretty sure people probably been searched these tweets before it just didn't make its rounds like it did this go around because they be going yeah. straight to folks' pages. Um, but it's yeah, like I, soon as soon as they pick the pen up from signing the contract, they, they search, like, the search the N word first, search the F word. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just thought, you know, and then I saw Angie BNC tweet like made a, a seemingly subliminal post about like celebrating brown skinned girls and all these other things. I just, you know, this is the thing to me. It's like it's like making new friends with somebody and finding out before they knew you they used to talk about you or they didn't like you. It's like really weird. So it's it's I feel like that in this situation, like he can hang up the idea of working with Beyonce to me. Or just any idea of you know, it's just I don't know. I just feel I don't I don't like I don't I I think that people I think that it is very easy for people to get famous and get publicity and they don't get a chance to do the quality control for lack of better terms. I don't like how he went about it. And then when he was performing, would even do the um 
crazy. Is it crazy in love? Doing the, the uh-oh dance on the stage. It's like, to me, he's kind of trolling or picking at the situation. It's just kind of, you know, I don't like. It's a little tasteless. Yeah. I, I like Santana, but <laughs> I, you know, I, I, what I will say from this situation is I'm glad that people, uh, I mean, if you said it, stand on it. You know what I'm saying? But I just think it's a way to address things to me professionally. I agree. Speaking I of agree. Tweet, Lizzo was uh, called out from UK to uh, about <laughs> using the word spaz in a song. And uh, long story short, the word spaz in Brit culture, I guess, which is actually not spelled S-P-A-Z like Lizzo was using it, refers to someone who is, I don't know, disabled. It's like a, a term for disabled people. And basically she used it in a song saying, I'm about to spaz, clearly not saying it in reference to how they use it, but they pretty much forced her into submission. She went and changed the lyrics to her song. And I don't really like, if this is my thing. Wrong is wrong, absolutely. But number two, that's not how words are used in America. So it's out of line for y'all to assume that Lizzo would have known not to use that. On top of that, that is such a commonly used word in the English language. On top of that, her changing her lyrics because of that, to me, uh, enables people to continue to behave this way, forcing people to do certain things because they don't like it. Now, the Santana thing, I absolutely understand. I think it's lame and weird that people went and searched his tweets, but that's also a feature that Twitter has for us to use. So it's like, what do we expect people to do? It's wrong. He definitely should have went back and deleted his stuff. It's just like going on Facebook, deleting pictures when you ain't know how to dress, okay? <laughs> but with Lizzo, with the song, I just think like, girl, I get it. And I think Lizzo has always tried to be like an ally to everybody. With the lyrics, I'm sorry, baby. Spaz means snap, go crazy. Because from if I'm not mistaken, the word cigarette in London is a, a, a LGBTQ slur. So if y'all want to uh, rewrite the dictionary, let's start there during Pride Month. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that we live in a in an era where um, people people now don't get me wrong i do feel like people should censor themselves on certain things because some stuff is just flat out like okay you could have definitely worded that different or just mm -hmm. use something else you didn't have to say that um but also when it comes to things like music and art and mu movies and certain things i feel like <clears throat> I don't like the fact that people can't really 100% express themselves the way they want to. Because mm -hmm. um, she wasn't being violent. Like, it wasn't even like a... Like, Lizzo makes pop music. So it's not like yeah. she was, like, intentionally doing stuff like that. But... And she wasn't even in using in that kind of context. It literally was about her yeah. reacting to something, which spaz, S-P-A-Z, means that, not S-P-A-C or S or whatever they were saying. Whatever I would have ignored saying. them. Yeah, um, I can't lie. I do understand. I just feel like this is one of those situations where people literally are doing too much. Out of all the situations to be mad about, this one, I mean, literally too And it's situations like this that make people not take stuff seriously because it's like, okay, now y'all just trying Doing too stuff. much. It's a whole different continent. Continent. Sorry, I got to say it right. I don't want them to drag me. Mike. And I've been noticing a lot of this UK versus US weird beef on social media. It's very strange if you ask Mike. <laughs> yeah um you know what's so crazy whenever i visit other countries i always feel like <clears throat> you know you hear things like oh people outside of america look down on us they think we're stupid we think we're sloppy big fat lazy like so many different things and i don't want to say that when i go out, the, out of the country that i feel like that especially when i go to like overseas like i feel like 
Um, people in the Caribbean don't really think of us like that all the way. I know Jamaicans do. Jamaicans make it known that they don't fuck with Americans. But um, oh, girl, what one? every chance they get, I don't know. Suck your mother. But when I went to Africa, i.e. Cape Town, I felt it. I felt it. I, I had my experience with stuff like that. Um, the lady just went went crazy on us. We had a really racist experience, but um, in Africa, we're the Karens because that's our territory, so we carried her out, so she got kicked out of the hotel. Well, I will say <laughs> South Africa is very is, is the ultimate um, gentrified country, so I, it's definitely a lot of non-blacks in South Africa, but when I went to Kenya, I felt nothing but love. Love, love. Yeah, love Johannesburg, love. Johannesburg was different. I, ain't, I, I don't even think I saw a white person. I'm lying. I did, but uh, Johannesburg was a, a like the feeling getting off the plane was different. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like you can tell the difference between the two. I definitely think that the media plays a huge part on what people think of us in America. While some may be accurate, some of it is not. It's just like what people will come from. Black people will come from another country and come here and automatically assume that Black Americans are lazy or and a lot of people are lazy. But it's not a general culture. But when you highlight those things in the media, that's the that's what people paint a picture of us as because yeah. i have met people even in kenya like my some of my, my new friends and people that i met they were just like wow you're so ambitious and i know they didn't mean it to be malicious they were just really i guess impressed with like the stories i would tell them but it unfortunately when you see stuff you just you be like oh look at them in america how dare they oh they yeah. want to do this but they ain't did this and completely ignoring like our history <laughs> and the things we've gone through and the portion of us that are not you know behaving a certain kind of way but and it's like it's sick because it's a lot of people that are shocked at black people being in America. Like, you know, America's a majority white country, white country, but it's like, it's like, okay. It's like, if you go to another country, let's say um, Germany, you don't think you're going to see black people. You think you're going to see white Germans. It's just like that. It's like assuming that, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it, but I feel you. I feel the same way. Cause I, I still get shocked when I see like thugs from the UK. Like that just doesn't register. Me, like, men. That's what they call them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll be like, oh, y'all got hood niggas? Yeah, they do, and they be having knives. (laughs) But you see what I'm saying? Everything, and this is why I love travel so much, because you start to assume, you start to think you know something about a certain area, and and you'll always have that mindset until you get exposed to it. Let me tell you something. Put me me in the wellness green earth, but I double my worth. Hello? Hello? I meant triple. I meant quadruple. All right, so let's move into shop talk. Okay, so... Carisha, please. Okay, What's so y'all, up, y'all Miami dropped the podcast on her man Diddy's Revolt Network. It's on, it's on the network and it's on the podcast app. So her first episode was with Diddy. I actually thought it was a really, really cute episode. I thought it was super cute. As we know, Diddy and um, yeah, Miami have been involved with each other for over a year, is seemingly. And yeah. um, they've never officially addressed it, but obviously we've seen photos, we've seen videos, we've seen posts, blah blah blah. Now, the girlies was... Okay, so first of all, Young Miami is from the duo, the City Girls, who rap about getting the money, using men, taking men, and being that girl. Now, on this show, Diddy and Young Miami discuss their relationship or the lack thereof or whatever it is that they are involved with. And long story short, they single, but they dating. I don't know why y'all got a problem with that. What is the problem? Talking about, oh, wow, she don't want to be no wife. No, she's a city girl. Are y'all, are we forgetting? Y'all didn't listen to, y'all didn't listen to the City Girls albums ever? I, I literally 
was a, I wanted to talk about this too today. Not necessarily for that subject, but the fact that people are okay with it when it's in the music. When you listen to the music and they talking about it, but when people actually the people that make that music actually live that way and they talk that way, it's such a shocker. It's like yes. y'all so used to people. Y'all so used to people. Uh, being fake in their music, like they don't really live their life. That this is really annoying, y'all. Because I, f- I feel, it, I feel the same way. Somebody was bringing up the fact that um, they couldn't watch the podcast because they hate how Young Miami talks, and they think that she talks so uneducated and dumb. Cause she have an accent. Cause she has an accent. And see, the thing about it is, I get so annoyed because I have a lot of friends who accent I really love, but they cover it up because of what society or they feel like what society thinks and in my head i'm like the stuff that we're listening to on the radio and the stuff that we're watching and people they're getting trans from come from people who speak this way i think you should be proud of that right um, and you know, clearly she's from. not dumb that's literally her how she like yeah i talk ignorant i say what we is yes we is what no you know what i'm saying it's like well i'm dumb because i'm yeah. not i was just like I that's hate classism. It's like people, it's like that's like going, and this is another thing I always bring up. Like, um, when people try to be like when they want to call you ghetto for the way they talk, but you'll go to Jamaica and you want to repeat patois, you think that's an official language? Hey, it's it's like they pick and choose. I don't like that. Like, I, I I felt like that at one point in my life where I felt like, okay, listen, I probably need to fix not fix, but like just kind of clean up the way I talk just because I don't think that I can go far with this. But then now, um, with the with the induction of Cardi B into the game, it kind of opened doors for a lot of other people just for being themselves and just being able to be like and win the whole different time. Like people are able to be famous and be um, leaders and you know be in the forefront of things just simply because they're being themselves and just the way they look isn't conventional. Then you know, so people can't feel like if they doing it. They look like me. They look like somebody I know. I fuck with yeah. it. I yeah, I definitely think there's a time and a place for everything. Like I feel like when you want to convey a certain kind of message, Hazel in this darn tennis ball. Okay, Hazel. When it, like for example, newscasters, right? They have a specific voice they use, which is nothing like the voice that they talk on a day to day. It's because they are in a certain environment. It has a certain standard. They want to convey a certain message for all to understand. I understand that, but I bet you when they on their way home, they playing Thug Motivation one on one. When you were entertainer, when you were a rapper, when you were a singer or of a certain style, I think that talking how you normally talk is okay because you have a relatable audience. You have a certain type of people that you're targeting. If you want to be the president, you're not going to go up there saying, what's going on, boy? You know what I'm saying? Because you want to speak to the people of America, which is a very diverse group. You want everyone to understand you and to be able to relate to you. But it's just like people, when you go, like if we if we ever go back to the hood, Hazel, <laughs> can you hear it? I can. Yeah, I know the mic can. It's like when, 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 whenever I get around my old friends, I my people have been like, "Girl, what? I don't know what you were saying." But it's like you just get comfortable because these are your people. They are relatable from a certain time, so it's just really weird for people to associate an accent or the way you pronounce words with your level of intelligence. Because I'm a writer at heart, baby, and I I know how to spell and all that. But you think I'm not gonna say ain't and finna and I don't? absolutely not <laughs> it has nothing to do with my intellect it's just really weird but back to the city girl thing people were trying to say she was like embarrassing because she's okay with being just a girl just a side not even, I mean I guess she has a shot I don't know I don't want to say she's a side chick I think she knows exactly 
what role she she's know playing. her place. She exactly. Is and I don't, I think I think herself. people understand that when it comes to love and relationships, that you should do what works for you. Who cares? Everybody don't want to be a wife. Everybody don't want to be a, a, a mother. Everybody don't want to be a daddy. Just do what makes you happy. Who cares? She want the money. He want the, you know what I'm saying? What? The pocketbook. Okay. Everybody wins. Who cares? Who cares? And Dita has a reputation of this. I think that, I think that it's just, a. I think that nobody had a problem with it until it was her and Lori Harvey. Hello, hello, because Cassie, who we barely heard for, from for several years, was with this man, and everybody knew she was getting cheated on. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew it. It's just re- it's because it's young Miami, and y'all don't think she's smart or deserving of a high-value life. Rest in peace, Kevin Samuels. The, the audacity of Diddy to want her and not one of y'all cherry pickers. Because mm-hmm. if Diddy hopped in y'all DM, you on a first flight to Miami on Spirit Airlines so you could be in his zip code. There we go. Like, what's going on? There we go. There we go. I'm, I talk so about this crazy. all the time. Why do, like, it's just weird. It's weird. Oh, it annoys me. I really get annoyed when people have when people try to enforce their their relationship desires on other folks. Do what you want with the person that you want to do it with. That is literally nobody else's business. That is literally. I agree. Do you boo? Anyway, I know people. I know people in polyamorous relationships. People in. Um, and what about it? All type of stuff. That's their business. Would I do it? No. Right. But it's not my business. They comfortable. They able to do it. I can't. Why I don't, y'all, why y'all want Diddy to make her his wife or his girlfriend? Why? He he he, he ain't been married before. He know he's he not gonna be faithful. Yeah. She know he's not gonna be faithful. So <laughs> why are we talking about it? Who cares? They addressed it, and I hope they don't address it no more. Just let it, let people mind wonder. She got the audience for her podcast. Really, then so I'll be here for the next episode. Okay, with featuring Santana. Santana, yeah, it's just really weird. I, and I always see these things, even the way people was trip, talking about Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan breaking up. It's like this girl ain't said a gat during words since she came out the womb, but all of a sudden, y'all know why they broke up and what she really wanted. Sick, mm. sick, I tell y'all. Rasta clock. I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> all right, what you got for shout talk? Oh, I actually was looking. I didn't watch the whole interview, but I picked a piece of it out. Um, Jada had an interview with um, the what's the guy named Fly Guy DC? Is that his mm-hmm. name? He had a radio interview with him. Is that station he on, or he on the um, streets ninety four? Streets. Okay. He on streets. Streets. Um, streets. Oh, what's so let crazy? Me say streets with a T and not with a K because I have a college degree. I don't want nobody to think I'm stupid. Girl, f that. Um, <laughs> So she had an interview with him and she was saying that she executive produced Desley Orr's album, which I think is so funny because I always talk about how Jada used to be a rapper. I'm like, I wonder what if she were to try to rap these days, like during this era of her life, what would happen? Because to me, she lives the life of a rap girl. Like she has the jewelry of a rap girl, the weave, the look. So I'm like, she has the whole package and... In my head, I'm like, I wonder what would happen like if she were to be a rapper. Listen, I know this is your folks, but if it sound anything like her music, she can keep it. Wow. Sorry. Beautiful girls. Wow. <laughs> Don't beautiful girls. I mean, Des is gorgeous. Love the way she dresses. Hate the way her music sounds. Dang. You know, I respect that. Hey, Everybody got their own thing. I never heard her. What? I heard her her play play raps. But 
Birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> Shylan, she can sing. She ain't no singer. What you be? <laughs> Shall I go on? <laughs> Beautiful girls. I'm not in a audience or a tax bracket. So but let me get all the poor comments out first. I'm broke. I could never. I wish. Let me just I shout did. out um, um, Jada Chavez. However you say her name. Chivas. Chivas. Jada Chivas um, for being executive executive producer. And I'm going to move on. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the executive decision to trash that whole project. Okay. Uh, Black China reportedly owes the Kardashian-Jenner family more money. She yep. owes them $390,000 in litigation costs after defamation lawsuit lost. Yes, folks, when you sue somebody and you lose, you got to pay up. I actually, th- I actually, I'm starting to think Black China actually ain't got no money. I'm starting to see it. I don't you know. It just so? looked like it. You think so? I don't know. I just feel like she just been doing stuff and stuff is just, I don't know. Hazel, I'm um, going to cut out a whole track because of this girl. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, she does. She has a lot of endorsements, and I do know that her and Amber Rose um, were getting paid a million dollars for posting for Fashion Nova. You know what, though, I'm not gonna lie to you. Getting paid a million dollars and having a million dollars is two different things. But what if you do it? They're doing it multiple times, though. How many transactions do it take to spend a million dollars? Um, for me. About a million, because I'm gonna be cheap with. I'm gonna spend a dollar there, and I don't know. And, and Black China could not be broke. I don't know. I just feel like she's been doing some things lately to, to make me make it seem like she's just doing it to be doing it. I don't. I could be wrong. I'm gonna stay in my tax bracket on that one. But I, I think, think that I think she's just schizophrenic. Or people something. can have a lot of money coming in, but a lot of it going out because of their habits and other things that they could be involved with. So you can you can put you can make a million people people win a lotto. And go dead broke the same year all the time. People be famous and we see them on our TVs all the time and be dead broke. Just because the money coming in, they got a crew. They got these houses. They live in, everybody ain't on a budget. They living above their means. They buying all this stuff. They taking care of their friends. You know what I'm saying? No shade. I ain't hating. But I'm just saying, you can get paid to post a million dollars, but you can also spend a million dollars. So Yeah. Hopefully she um spunt all that money. I love spunt. Am I ever say spunt? Or is oh, that you're no. ignorant. You're dumb. You're stupid. You know. <laughs> all right. Uh so I wanna ask, okay, so you know, uh, it's been a lot talking about this this YSL case and about them um, you know, using their lyrics as evidence. Do you know? And I could I could have overlooked it. The lyrics wasn't the only evidence they have, is it? They got like the phone calls and all that. Um, I heard I've read something about the phone calls recently about um it was like other parts of the case they were talking about through the cell phones in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I um I'm seeing more traction about people speaking out against them using lyrics for evidence, and I absolutely agree. I think it's crazy. And I mean, no matter how much they actually admit it to on those songs, it's not fair to use it as evidence. Like it's it's art. It's like now we got we need to pull back every song, poem, movie ever produced and and, and investigate. Let's investigate I shot the sheriff and find out any sheriffs that was killed within a 20 year time frame with that song coming out. And hold them artists responsible. Yeah, I seen that. And if you look at the um <clears throat> the court documents, child, that was name on the songs and everything. Then I was looking at a video of one of the lawyers 
or attorneys that was in he court. He was reading lyrics. He was reading them. I'm like, y'all really trying my folks, man. <laughs> Happy birthday, yeah. Gunner, by the way. Today, Gunner birthday. Dang, man, behind bars. Yeah, I um, if they have other like physical evidence, then that's one thing. But if they just got lyrics and they relying on that, go ahead and open them. Gonna fold their front door key back. Cause they coming home. They let them out of jail. It's gonna be just... baby. If they if this case get dropped, first of all, the state of Georgia is gonna be a joke. Fanny might as well apply for chick-fil-a but dude, this gonna be his so historic if this case get dropped oh my god it's gonna be ugly in the streets though because people not gonna be Definitely. happy about it. you think they're gonna get out giving malcolm x like the dudes always do when they rap and they i'm go young thug i'm young thug i'm young because thug. uh when meat mill got out of jail he turned into malcolm x oh my god they're gonna start meeting with jay-z on the Freedom Project. got out of jail. But you know what? What I, I always expect is 21 Savage because he was... Oh, yeah. He, he probably had like the worst fads either, huh? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I've always liked him because he just, you know, he always said, like, he never would buy jewelry, uh, spend his money on jewelry because for what? And I don't know. But he yeah, definitely be cashing his girlfriend jewelry. out, though. Okay, period. Hello. She better... Now, speaking of his girlfriend, Lotto... I feel like for somebody that wants to be so private about their relationship, she surely is sharing a lot of little details. I feel like you can't be mad people ask and speculate if you put it out there for them to talk about. Buying Lambos. Mm-hmm. And one thing I noticed too that ain't secret because um, Lotto don't be going to nobody parties, but she will always go to 21 Savage parties. Mm. Every time. Well, master say come, you better pull up. Oh my God. Master? I'm so sorry for Hazel and this tennis ball. I thought you had a cat. <laughs> and I thought this tennis ball squeaker had stopped working. This little girl don't found it. Okay. Mm. So for this week's episode, I want to talk about the Atlanta specific cosmetology scene. Okay. Oh shit. <laughs> I saw Okay, so I saw a TikTok of a podcast of this girl basically saying that these hairstylists, I don't know if she included makeup artists, but she was just saying these hairstylists are charging for the lifestyle they want and not what the service is worth. And while I feel like I didn't love the way she explained it, I kind of agree with her. And um, okay. so in Atlanta, you go, okay, for example, one of the most common hairstyles for black women is knotless braids. Back in the day, the African shot was really where people would go to get braids. There were definitely people's friends and stuff that did hair, but the African shot was where people were known to get braids. So you go to the African shop, you pay one twenty five to get you some micros. You'd be out of that three, four hours at the most, absolute most. Yeah. Um. But then when when you went to your homegirl house who do hair braid or whatever, they might charge seventy five to one hundred, but it's gonna take eight to nine hours, sometimes twelve, depending on the size of the size of the braids to get your hair done. Now, obviously, you paying a little bit less. And you spend a lot more time because, you know, they ain't, they not as fine as the Africans. Over the years, now there's, Atlanta has always been the hub for cosmetics, for hair, makeup, everything. We know this. But I think that over the years, especially with social media, people have gotten so astronomical with their rates, okay? I Like, I have seen people charge $500 for medium knotless braids, y'all. $500 for medium knotless braids, and it don't even include the hair, okay? So when the young lady said that she feel like hairstylists are charging for the lifestyle they want and not what the service is worth, I understood what she meant because I feel like people, 
I think that we are in aesthetic culture and people want to have, they want to live this quote unquote soft life. And this doesn't go to everybody, but this is definitely a trend that I'm seeing a lot. So they care certain, like, for example, you, I saw, I saw a, a marketing um, video on TikTok, of course. And it was a girl teaching hairstylists how to market their hair services. She was saying, like, if you sell hair, if you do hair, don't post the bundles or don't just post the hairstyles. Post the whole outfit. Post the model who wearing the hairstyle services you did. So, like, if you you do a client photo, instead of posting a picture of you doing their makeup in the chair, you'll post, like, a picture from a photo shoot. Now, your industry is a little different, obviously. But uh, mostly regular folks getting their hair done, not just celebrities. That's, that's a service accessible to everybody. But I think they're selling you on the image. Now, this is where my problem comes in. Knotless braids in comparison to the previous generation braids, I guess like regular braids, do not last. They get extremely rough at the end because the braids start off with your natural hair. That lasts at about five days. It's out of there. About seven, about it takes about six to seven hours, depending on the size you get. And that's pretty much, you know, and then now they charge you about three, four hundred dollars. I the reason why I understand when she, I guess the point I'm trying to get to is people are taxing so crazy for hairstyles that's not worth it to me. They don't last, they take forever to get done, and then you're not even including hair. On top of that, you're not even washing my hair. So to me, I think that for a hairstyle that lasts or a hairstyle that you can do quickly, I can understand maybe if you okay, I got gun thoughts. The Africans, let's go back to the Africans, can do a nine-hour hairstyle in three to four hours. So if they charge more, I can understand because that is a specialized skill. Everybody can't braid that fast. So I'm paying you for my 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 experience over the years to really get you in and out. It's a convenience fee. But I'm coming, I gotta drive up to Ethel Ridge, get my hair braided for nine to twelve hours, gotta go get my own hair, gotta wash my own hair, and I still gotta pay you five hundred dollars. I don't think it's fair. And I, it's different if somebody has been doing hair for so long that they can braid with their eyes closed or they braids be so neat that not a hair be out of place. Because a lot of the time these braids, they don't be perfect. They don't have to be quote unquote perfect, but they definitely, you can look at your braids and see where the braid went off a little bit or they ran out of hair and they had to throw some in. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is people should be, people are charging the price they're charging because other people are charging it. Not because they're better at it or they're quicker at it or the quality is better or they making it more convenient. It's because they want to like, meet that aesthetic i wanted this one girl's booking site and she charged a fee if you didn't come with your makeup done forget to get your hair installed it's like what the i'm charging you to, to advertise for your service that's sick it doesn't make sense and i don't feel like i should pay to get my makeup done or take the time to do my own makeup to get my hair done it's really weird it's not it's just to me the the two are not mutually exclusive on top of that Braiders, number one, don't have to be certified in Georgia, but hairstylists do. But a lot of people, they because they're good at doing hair, they're doing hair out of their house and they're not going to school and they still charge you the service of a full service salon. But also, again, not even washing your hair, not even performing a service on on on, on clean hair. I've seen, I've seen a video about a girl charging for parting on the braids. Oh, I've seen I, I have booked with people who charge extra if you have thick or long hair. A black woman charging if you have thick hair thick hair or long hair 
Then I go back to the come to getting the hair wash. You can't expect me, a non-professional, to know how to properly wash and blow dry my hair. Now my hair not gonna look right. Now I got oils and I got. I just I don't know. I'm just really irritated by. It. I feel I genuinely do feel like the girls that hike up to these six, seven, five, four, five hundred dollar braids and hairstyles are not doing it because of the the service they offer. They're doing it because they want a lot of money. And in some cases, yes, I understand. But just like in a regular job in corporate America. Your experience determines how much money they offer you. Your worth, the value that you bring to the to the to the client. Yeah. So me being in the industry, I see it firsthand. Um, I will say, like when I lived in Atlanta, my prices were lower for um, multiple reasons because um, the cost of living in Atlanta was cheaper than everywhere else. And then also it's more people that do what I do, so I kind of got to put a fair price on it for where I am. So with me traveling around, um, I noticed that in a lot of cities, it's so many, I mean, like even in cities you would think that would probably have like really good black hairstylists and makeup artists or whatever, um, they lack it. Like in my head, I still can't wrap my head around that black people been in this country for so long in this state of California for so long that, Y'all haven't even tried to learn how to do black people's hair and makeup the right way. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like a and whole so, different style they do. Yeah. And so in my head, head, coming from coming from my point of view, because of, <clears throat> like I said, like I'm in the industry, I feel as if a lot of times um, people are underpaid because of that. Because people don't know how good they have it until they go somewhere else and realize nobody have it. Now, I've seen people just add, like, ignorant services on their sites and charging crazy amounts. Now, do I believe in that? No. Not at all. But um, I spoke on this before on the podcast, how I feel as if um, me working in the industry, I'm always getting chumped off about my rates and all type of stuff. And for one... I pride myself on cleanliness. Now, I might be a little late, like five or ten minutes late sometimes, but Mm -hmm. but since I've been living here, I've been early. I got zero. I ain't even mention how the girls be late. They charge us a late fee, but we can't charge them one. Yeah, I don't. That's the thing. They be loving us. It takes years to find a good hairstylist, bro. Years. Yeah, it does. It really does. And so, um, I take pride in that. Like, I literally just washed every brush in my collection right behind me. There you go. That's a cute desk. I'll, thank you. <laughs> I wash my brushes. I clean my kit out, like, literally wipe down my products. I sanitize. Um, people don't know these things. Like, that's something that you learn at, quote, unquote, school. And my school was Mac. So they taught us this. This is why they hold Mac artists to a certain standard. So I feel like with the knowledge that I know, um, how I take care of my kid, how I take care of my clients, the way that I interview my clients before I start. Like, it, it you know, I make sure that I understand what they want. Mm-hmm. And in this industry, it's just not fair for artists who can't even do that. Like, I know so many white and Hispanic artists and Latino artists um, that make so much more money than me. And realistically, I'm like, girl, I do makeup way better than that. And they fucking brushes dirty, their kit dirty, it's folded up. Mm. eyeshadows cracked up all over the place and i'm just like why are you questioning me about my prices when you're going to get a better experience with me or i feel like that 
So I don't know. I don't understand this this new wave of um, Instagram artists where they just charge for everything. Like if you come get your head under your nail broke, it's a hundred dollar fee. Um, I don't know what this yeah, stuff it's is weird. about. And like the stuff you describe, I feel like that's what sets people apart. Like I have my. Thank God I have finally found a hair, a natural hairstylist that I really, really do love. I really love going to her. Like I said before, always on time, always communicate, no surprise prices. She washed my hair through. She can get through to my brain, the little baloney part. She can get through to my baloney. But it's like little things like that. She recently had a price increase, and I didn't even think twice. Of course, you should be charging more, girl. You quick. I be in. I, I never got a press out quicker than two hours ever in my life, my life. And she wash and blow dry. She don't be having clients stacked up. It's so many hairstylists websites I don't been on lately, and they'll have uh, opening for eight thirty, eight thirty five, eight forty. And you, yeah, I don't do that either. I don't because I have you have people, to incorporate traffic in between. This is what I'm saying exactly. So I'm saying these people are charged what you're worth in the service that you offer, but not just because you can charge it. That's the problem that I'm having. You you go to these people because back in the day, I feel like when people charge a lot, you will associate that with talent. You'll be like, oh, I know she good because her price is high. Because even in your case, as you become more and more in demand, I would charge more because you should probably you probably don't want to work as much. You've gotten so good at your work, like you deserve to be able to set the standard for how you work. But if I'm a new makeup artist, or if I've never been in a position where I've had like consistent booking, or if I've never changed my technique, or if I don't have a diverse style of makeup that I can offer, I'm not. You shouldn't be charging no two fifty for makeup at all. I agree with un, with applying like charging based on the cost of living, but I'm not paying for you to live in a high rise in darn Johns Creek. <laughs> no, like, I get it. When you get to that part, when you get to that part in your life, then you get there. But don't force it just because you feel like you're really good at what you do, and um, <clears throat> you know that's just what you need to be charging. It comes with professionalism. Exactly. Talent, I always tell people talent is only half of the reason why you're gonna get clientele it yes, comes and with if you professionalism want repeat clients, your, 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 the service you offer like it's it shouldn't be it shouldn't be normal for you to always have new clients to me when people find something good they hold on to it you know what i'm saying and like i compared it to jobs it's like if i'm fresh out of college with not much experience if any i'm not about to be asking nobody for six figures but when i get that job and i'm able to showcase my skills and do all these projects and train people and start and give fresh ideas that can make the company better of course when it's time for me to get a new job or a raise i'm asking for more money but that makes sense because now yeah. you got a reason why you charge that but people are not doing that and i also fought people that pay the prices because that's the reason why they're getting away with it because people are paying it now y'all might get it with some of these young girls and that's like an old lady but it's not happening with me baby i'm sorry i i'm sorry yeah it's the demand thing like people it at this point i think that the new what what is going on as well is that this new wave of um I can't even say new wave because some people look at me like that. These hair and makeup artists are very are celebrities and they all right. Yeah. So people really and we, get we, like we all can access them. We can all book yeah. Them. We can book with Nicki Minaj's hairstylist. Yeah. So <laughs> the fact that that's a thing, like like oh he does so and so's hair or he works with this person, so I want to get my hair done by him because I you know I want to be seen on at a certain level. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, Arrogant Tay. Eric and yeah, got the same 10 clients. So he don't really do people outside of that. So, of course, he's in demand because it's just like every person that sit in his chair is a Instagram, like, 
And his wigs look so good. It's they so look good. His work is good, and his and and his clients sell a whole look. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. People are selling their service based on aesthetic, but people like Eric and Tate deserve to do that. Yeah, it's like to a point where he is so good in the industry that he is hard to get access to. And I, when you get to that point where you become the CEO, of course your pay gonna be high. But you're not gonna do one influencer here or there and think that you're gonna be, you know what I'm saying, charging me influencer money like dang. As y'all corporate folks say, you can't come in on the entry level position thinking that you're gonna come charging like that. Hello, somebody. And it's a shame. That's why when I find new hairstyles and they don't have a lot of followers, I'll be like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, Everybody do the same thing. I want, I want them, to, I want people to do well, but I don't want to feel like. It's just weird because p- people who are not celebrities have money too. Like there are very successful people who will to cut a check who ain't got a lot of followers. Just because you ain't never heard of me don't mean you ain't going to be able to see that transaction clear. Mm. Yeah, whenever I find a hairstylist or a braider, I think 16,000 followers is my max. Anything above that, I can't book with you. Sorry. Golly. Because it's always, it's always the same thing. You always lay, you always canceling. You don't offer certain service on certain days, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? But it's like darn near impossible to get something that meets your criteria. Well, let me um, let me kill that standard for myself. Hi, guys. I have about 41,000 followers on Instagram. I have a booking website, which I follow. If I can't make the appointment or if I can't service you, I will let you know in advance. And I will also assist in finding you somebody to replace me. And that's, that's the, again, type of person I am. the service. Do you hear what you're saying? The girlies say, hey, boo, 15 minutes before you go to their gate. Okay. I have literally, let me tell you something about one of these IG girls I booked with one time. I booked with her to get her my hair braided. She stayed by Greenbrier. Fine. I'm from, I'm from that area. No big deal. Girl didn't even answer the gate. Didn't even let me into the apartments. Never, never, ever responded back to me. Never, ever text me back. Couple hours later, posting. Like, it, and you, it's just real. It's just, I. So now I'm at the she never of, did. Your, she never hit you back on that. No, I literally had to find a backup braider same day that I could do, like, that could do my hair. Imagine washing your own hair, blow dry, walk around looking like Dunn King, no shade. Going to get your hair braided and now you can't get it done. And this happens so freaking much. I know so many girls who this have happened to. Or you go in there to get your hair done and they and listen, and that's another thing. Obviously, you working on your feet all day, you braided all day, you're gonna get hungry. You're gonna get phone calls. You're gonna have things you need to do. But don't don't have me sit here waiting so you can eat your 10 piece because you ain't scheduled out no lunch break. Now, it's one thing if the client before me was late, but y'all do this consistently. Y'all taking blunt breaks. Oh yeah, now, that's one thing I don't bring do. Kids and your kid just threw they pamper at me. Your dog doodled on my purse. You get what I'm saying? It's like people. I, I had just tweeted out the other day. Terrible employees become terrible business owners. Just because you're an entrepreneur did not mean you know what you're doing. There is a and then you try to you give feedback to these people or you complain to them about an experience you had and they gaslight you. It's just not cool. I just feel like there is obviously no kind of regulation for entrepreneurship and in the cosmetics industry. If you work for yourself, you do what you want. 
But if you have rules, you need to also be able to meet that standard as well. Because I'm I'm always on time. If I've ever been late, I have always been very because I I mean anybody know me, I'm a very on time person. I leave the house way. My hairstylist is eight minutes from my house, and I leave the house twenty minutes early every single time. Like I always just make sure anything can come up. I offer to get her breakfast. I mean, I just you know play my part because she gives a service that I have never had, like never. And she don't even be text. I always leave a good tip. Like I always show love because she is really good, but. If she, if, if somebody else, it's somebody who doing hair at their house or whatever, and there's nothing wrong with doing hair at your house, but I'm just saying, I don't need to feel like I'm getting a subpar service with premium prices. That's all. Yeah. And people I, want um, Bentleys and they yeah. want all these Benzes and all this other stuff. And that's good to have, but you need to get the experience and have something to offer that allows people to want to pay that with you. Yeah, I was, and it ain't even about that for me. I really enjoy doing makeup, and I, I just enjoy the type of person I am. I think I'm so hard on myself sometimes that I don't give myself credit. Like I literally was just talking about yesterday to myself though how um, all of the jobs that I booked for them, like eighty-five to ninety percent of the jobs and the clients that I have came without an agent. Like I do have an agency that I work with, but it's for reality TV. Like they do reality TV only. And maybe a little here and there. But other Mm -hmm. than that, I'm like, that's commendable on my behalf because a lot of people aren't able to do that. And the thing, too, about me is that I keep my clients. Like, they always come back for the most part. Hello. These people have Um, new clients every week. I would, if I was, I remember when Kendra P, uh, who owned Mink Brazilian, stopped doing hair. Before she stopped doing hair, she stopped taking new clients. She was really only doing her regulars. And as that phased out, eventually she started. I mean, and that's, that's how you know you're doing so well. That you can't even take on the low. Your service must be that good that people don't want to go nowhere else. But these people have high turnarounds, just like these companies, these people who want all this money. Yeah. Entry-level positions. Yeah. And, you know, do, at the end of the day, people going to do what they want to do. And if somebody willing to pay it, then who are me to complain? Um, I ain't got no comment on it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. Before we wrap, I wanted to, um, you know... I, I think, I don't know if people have been talking about it, but Megan Thee Stallion has really influenced the ce- celebrity TikToking movement. I feel like she is the first artist or celebrity I've seen that would do like vlogs on TikTok. Like, you know, the day in the life videos. Yeah. And she was doing it for a good minute. And now I'm seeing everybody doing it. Cash Doll doing it. Lotto doing it. I seen Damien Flagler doing it. Moneybag Yo doing it. And I think that's really cool. But I, you know, I do want to make sure she gets some credit for that because I don't think nobody was doing those. No celebrities in our culture were doing those before. Damien Flagler eat too much. Oh, and her video was definitely about food. Oh my God. That was a lot of food. And she kept saying, and I ate it all, and I ate it all. I'm like, girl, this is a I have ride. been there, um, is that who owned the restaurant? Oh, I'm thinking about somebody else. Who well, owned that restaurant on Cascade next to Candy? The beautiful, not a beautiful, um, Chima. Is it the Baltimore Crab and Seafood? No, no, no. You said no, next to No, it's, it's by Candy Spot. It's a uh, breakfast spot. She also had breakfast a hair salon in Midtown. Um... What what name you just said? Not breakfast at Barney's is no. No 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 no. It's on Cascade. She had a hair salon. It don't even matter. But um, Gauthier's. Oh okay. I didn't know yeah. she had a restaurant. Yeah, it's the Bre- Gauthier's Breakfast Bar. It's on Cascade. Oh period. Okay, girl. It has been there for a minute. I always be wanting to try it when I go to get my, go to the dentist, but I don't be wanting to eat all that food before I get it. You know, my teeth clean and all that. Even though they don't clean my teeth, but yeah. 
Anyways, um, yeah, I just had to get off my chest because the hair struggle, and I can't even imagine how hard it is to find a good hairstylist outside of Atlanta. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because out here, if you get bad service, you can at least get a good hairstyle out of it. In L.A., they fighting for it, baby. So they paying the money because it's so hard to just find somebody that can that can do you to where you like it out here. Like, it's a struggle. For it. It's so bad. But Let me go ahead the, and open up my salon suites out there and recruit some black hairstylists. I'm telling you, I promise you, if I had the money to fly three hairstylists and three makeup artists out here and start an agency, I would be living in a mansion. Um, because... It's wow. insane. It's insane. Like, and they pay, they will pay whatever because we don't play about our hair out here. Even, you know, even some white people um, that I've worked with, I'm like, damn, it, it's never looked as good. I did um, Selling Sunset last Monday, the promo shoot for it. The client that I did, they had to, um, they had to uh, um, do her shoot outside of everybody else's group shop because she had COVID. So they were, as they were taking her pictures, they were placing her in to see where she can, you know, fit in. The lady producer was just like, this makeup compared to everybody else's, this is insane. Amen. I was like, yeah. Worth the price. You hear me? Period. Pay what you worth, not what you want. Period. Hmm. Um, also, um, unrelated, but I think I want to give learning how to swim another shot. For y'all that don't know, a couple of summers ago, I actually took swimming lessons, y'all, and it just didn't work out. It didn't work out. I'm afraid of water. I I did. I made a little progress in the in the classroom. Please learn how to swim, boo. Please. It's really tough. It's really it's really indoctrinated in my my body. It's it's nothing. It's not. It's out of my control. So I need a. That was a group class that I took. Um, what's that gym off over there off um, Vine City? Not Vine off Ashby. It's Williams Park. I had one over there. Oh my god! I actually learned a little bit, like I said, but outside of that setting, I could never reproduce the um what I was learning. So I'm gonna um take some personal swimming lessons. I got to. I got to. It's just it's so annoying, and I don't. It's it's terrible, y'all. It's terrible. Um, I read somewhere recently that once you conquer the fear of water or learn how to swim, um, it helps with a lot of other anxiety. I don't know how true that is because it, especially with trusting. Because mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with trusting. Well, I got rid of my anxiety. Well, it ain't gone all the way, but we'll see. Yeah, it's, uh, been, it's always been something I've wanted, but it's just been so, it's so hard to explain. When I I be freaking out in water, it's really embarrassing. But I'm here to I'm here to to tell my truth, so y'all can't use it against me. Hello, okay, okay, period. Um, so um, unrelated to the topic, I I've been watching um a lot of different Netflix shows. And lately I've been, cause like I, I, I know I keep saying this every episode, but I've been smoking weed. So it has me paying oh, a lot. Come on, it has me paying a lot more attention to things. So now I'm, I always just kind of look at the lesson that's supposed to be learned from like certain family TV shows. And I was watching all American, um, this last season I've been watching it. And, um, None of it was really kind of relatable, like the situations were relatable, but the way that certain people on that show were acting and then how they got caught, not necessarily called out, but the problem was revealed. It kind of made me realize what exactly is causing my anxiety or the reason why I do certain things. And now I probably feel comfortable enough to talk to a therapist because I can literally tell them directly what 
Really? Um, yeah. I love All American. What do you mind sharing? What the situation was on the show? Um. Okay. So the one of the girls uh, on the show, uh, Spencer's. I'm not Spencer's girlfriend. Um, the producer girl. Okay, I know what you mean. What's her so, name? I forgot, and I just watched it this morning. Um, the producer. All I know girl, is Layla. Layla. Is she, that her name, or is that's not the girlfriend name? That's Patience. No, Patience is the is is Coop's girlfriend. Patience Coop. Oh wait, her name is okay. Layla. I'm thinking about okay. Olivia is his girlfriend. Layla yeah. is the producer girl. Yeah. So Layla, the producer girl, she is very like on on the last season, the one that I'm watching. She's very detached from her love life. Like she's mm-hmm. very detached from. Um, just interacting with people and she's so engulfed in her work and it's working for her because she's very successful. People know her. Her work is getting out there. Um, she doesn't like to be celebrated. Like for birthday, she's really shy. She didn't want to, you know, she didn't want to make a big deal about it. And so it all trickled back to she um, to her friend. Um what she was trying to commit suicide. I don't know if she was she wasn't successful with it. I don't I think can't tell. I think she was, but that girl was going through it. Did you watch the last season? That's what I'm watching now. Oh, okay. Yeah, the girl was going through a lot. And I Layla was not that way before. After that happened, that's what yeah, changed everything. She changed. So I think there's something very like that happened to her and it was very, very traumatic mm-hmm. that um it caused it caused her to to lack in certain interactions with people and just trying to, you know, do no, things that you would think that would be normal. It's like, it's irritating her. Or it's like... Yeah, she, people it, were trying to... Her friends were surprising her constantly for her birthday, like different different things, but they would surprise her locker, surprise her at home, and she was just like, I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, and even like with her love life, she just was... She wasn't even trying to date. She just would be like finding somebody she can have sex with and then throw them away. Pretty what much. you think about her getting mad at that producer for remixing that song? I feel like she was in the right. She was, yeah, no, she was in the right. She, um, they should, he should have talked to her. That's her mom's song. Exactly. You I know, said the I same thing. I'm like, I wouldn't say the same thing, Lele. But anyway. um, yeah. So me watching it, I'm like, dang. I do a lot of this stuff, you know, and I, and I react a lot, the same to a lot of things. And I said, you know what? I think that's probably it. I probably just need a therapist and just get this stuff out and just get, you know, to the bottom of it because I don't want to be this way. I'm a very, like, in my head, I, I'm a lovable person. Um, and I'm very nice to people and I'm very um, helpful in any way I can be. But I do understand that it's a lot of things that I do that is just unhealthy, just the way that um, I interact with certain people and my, uh, I'll be extra sensitive about certain things and I don't want to do a lot of stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I think this is probably my problem too. I need to get into it. So yeah, well, you know how I feel about therapy. I'm here for it, man. And I know a lot of people may not think, but just like how you were able to look at something like that and it it didn't just like kind of solidify your choices to do that. I think a lot of people need to see that as a reality to understand that they might need it as well. Some people don't even realize that there is an issue to even address, and they and and because of that, they don't think the the issue that they may have. They don't think that anyone will understand it when in reality they do. If you just use your words, but you probably don't know how to use your words because you don't even know exactly what it is that you're trying to. Yeah, I'm telling you what the lady said. We had a time last night. Oh, I'm telling you now. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Also, um, I was gonna bring this up, but now I'm discovering that it's a feature that everybody can do. I was on Diddy's Instagram and I was scrolling through his page. You know how you tap on one picture and you just keep scrolling in the full screen? He had a post that was from six days ago, but then the post after that was from two days ago. And I'm like, how is the older post first? But you can now pin a post to your profile on Instagram. Which I think is lame. They're trying to copy Twitter. One thing about Instagram, they're going to visit all the social medias and steal all their concepts. I wonder how many you can pin. Three. I've seen it. Oh, baby. Let me go find something old so the girls don't forget who I am. Um, I'm just playing. I don't have no favorite pictures, so we're just going to leave it how it is. That's interesting, though. Okay. Yeah, you can pin it to three. I would probably... Um, you said they're going to visit all the social media sites. Yeah, they do. They visit, every, they visit the Snapchat. They say, that's okay, the same because stories. all these sites that they're copying from are doing so well, but Instagram is a piece of all of them. Instagram is the OG for the content stuff for the most part, though, I will say. They paved the way, but I like Instagram. I know people starting to not like it, but I like sharing photos briefly. I just don't like what it's turning into. I think my account is being shadow banned because of um, they monetized it. And you don't have to accept the monetizing on your account. But um, so basically now they do this thing where they you get paid for reels. You mm-hmm. get paid to go on live. Um, so this is why you probably see a lot of influx in reels yeah, on I Instagram. Yeah, I live today. I'm like, she ain't never live. You get paid from that. And so once you get a certain amount of viewers and... You get um, on your lives and your reels, they pay you extra money. So mine, I'm going to just tell y'all, mine now, it says that if I get a certain amount of views, they'll give me an extra $1,200 on top of what I was already going to get, which is insane. That's a lot. Yeah, Cassie, um, my friend, well, you know Cassie, she was on the show. She had made a TikTok about that because she was getting monetized, but then every time she would get monetized after that, it would be less and less. It's like they're encouraging the first one, and they're like, all right, now, not too much. Yeah, like, so now my problem is I would get, like, before I monetize my account, I would literally get 50,000 views on my reels. Now I'm getting 32. That's okay. And I'm like, this is so weird. Like, why even my post? You feel like they say those 20,000 are being suppressed because they don't want to cut you the check for it. They don't want to cut no check. Dang. Like, my reels get a lot of views on them. I mean, even at minimum, I'll get like 7,000. Or something like that. I'm doing something. My little 32, 33, 2,000. One of my reels has 54.6K. I literally had a reel that I posted of myself that got 1.2 million views on it. I'm sorry. Maybe it just wasn't what people were looking for, Draco. 20K. The the algorithm don't revolve around you. It doesn't. But I don't (laughs) like the fact that y'all trying to take the the little money I was trying to get, y'all trying to take it out of my pocket. They're like, because, oh, they actually doing it. Whoa. Yeah, yeah no. Nah. Reel it back in. No so fun. annoying. Well, I'm sorry, sweetie. Um, but it's all try good. To go into the, try to go to the Department of Labor or something. Child, I'm going outside. So tomorrow, um, it's hot outside in, um, in LA, and I am loving it. You literally the said cold earlier. Well, in the daytime. So the way, I don't know if y'all ever been, but LA is very um, chilly at night. So it'll be like 80 degrees in the daytime. Um, but when you step into the shade or when it gets the dark, <laughs> it gets like 62, 61, 60 degrees. Um, so tomorrow, I'm going to take my... Well, I, I met this this dude. I'm going to say if he want to come with me, but if not... I got I'll, a thing for this trade, dude. Okay. 
Um, my girl, Nadia, I think I talked about this before too. I haven't went yet though, but my girl, Nadia Lee, she is a uh, British photographer and model. Uh-oh. Hope she I have a few... Okay. <laughs> I have a few of her books, um, her photo books on my coffee table. And she has her first uh, American exhibit and it's in LA. And I've been wanting to go. So I said, I'm going to just take myself tomorrow. I'm trying to do all this stuff before I go on this tour. So I have to go on tour two days earlier because I live in California. So I was supposed to leave on the 28th of this month. But now I have to leave on the 26th. Um, mm. How long yeah. you going to be gone? Um, the, last, the last date is, let's see. Let's see, let's see. But I think if I'm not mistaken, it's like July 21st. It's a long time. So we're not going to be recording for a while. Yeah. Okay, y'all hear it here now. Unless you do solo, but I can, I'm going to take my laptop with me, so maybe. No, do not do that. You're going to be too goddamn tired. Let's not even play. Um. So, I'm looking at the schedule right now. I'm going to be heading back here on, the ni- on like, the 10th or 11th, so not that long. Okay. Yeah. But from okay, the twenty sixth. Cool. From the twenty sixth. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna have to take a hiatus. I'm I could use the free time, to be honest with you. Enjoy your summer pool. You deserve it. <laughs> I am probably gonna do a new camp you, gotta, too, so. you, you gotta figure this house stuff out. Oh no, way. we we in there. Oh, I ain't tell you. Oh no. Mama Jones. I gotta um yeah, I'll <laughs> you, talk to you. You didn't hear me? I said Mama June moved in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Insider, baby. Okay. Inside and outside. <laughs> Listen, look, inside for real. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, why, my life is so funny. Anyways, all right, let's wrap this thing up, y'all. Spend another episode of OD Podcast. Holla at your girl. Yeah, holla at your world. And your twirl. And your pearl. And most of all, most importantly, your girl. Happy Pride Month. See ya. La Muzinda Pearl. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>